Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome back to the Naked Professors podcast. I'm Ben Bidwell, otherwise known as the Naked Professor, and I'm here to bring about real conversations to find out how people really feel, to find out what's really going on in their lives, and to put it all under the banner of mental health, because how we feel matters. And actually, it's a conversation that I think we avoid a lot. And this week, or this month, in fact, because for the next four weeks, we're having a conversation with the same three guys. And we're really focusing in on, I guess, it's not wrong to call them alpha men. You know, these are three ex-international rugby players. They all play for their country, which is England. They're all huge characters and kind of mighty men. You know, they're big, big characters who are outwardly very confident. And there's a lot of bravado, a lot of macho in all of them. And I want to have conversations with those guys too. because I want to know that, well, I want to show, because I really believe this, that everyone's got a heart. And it's my belief that even the most masculine of men, you know, we, we perhaps we sometimes put on a front. Perhaps sometimes we're acting a certain way, but underneath it all, I really believe in all of us, there is a, there is a soft, kind, tender heart. And so it really, I love these conversations. It really matters to me where I can open up a conversation with with everybody whoever they are and in this case it's 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 the alpha men but have a real conversation with anyone and find out who how everyone feels you know really like if we take out I'm fine how really are we feeling so that's what it's about on this show and um yeah it's three no three three men that I've known from my past um James Haskell first and foremost is the first one I met Oh, at least well over 10 years ago I think I first met him when he was playing rugby out in Paris and he was living with a, a friend of mine and uh, we went out there and had a bit of a party and the guy I reckon I was probably I don't know mid-20s at that point and um, yeah a very different person so that was when I first met him and that's what he's known of, of me and yeah I'm really interested to have this conversation well to have this conversation now whereby obviously I'm, I'm talking to him in a different way from what he knew me as. Um, and I've been on a big journey since we've, we've known each other. And do you know what? I've seen a lot of change in Hask as well. Um, I, I refer to him as Hask. So if you hear in the conversation, me talking about someone or saying, hey, Hask, that's James Haskell. Um, but yeah, Hask is a, is a larger than life character. You know, he really, he's got a huge amount of energy. He's a massive man, a mountain, um, and just this huge charisma. Um, he's someone that, I really can hear that he's worked hard on his mindset. You know, he's 
he's he's developed a lot as a as a human being and although probably you know even in his own words he probably still come across as controversial in some ways because he's so outspoken and he really he really says what he, he he's what he thinks and what he feels um i really see so much good in him and i i, I love the way he shows up um with so much passion you know we're very different but he shows up with so much passion so much truth so much honesty and i hear his heart you know i think he cares he's someone who really really cares i actually know his, both his parents um and I've met them a few times with him and you know there's definitely parts of his mum. his mum is a lovely sweet lady there's a lot of his dad as well his dad is a larger than life character but his mum is a very lovely sweet lady and i see both of them in hask and he's got both of that those characters inside of him so yeah i was really looking forward to seeing what comes out of hask on this um in this conversation and actually a, a constant running theme of this podcast is i think hask's I'm going to say brutal honesty <laughs> throughout because there is an element of brutalness to it. You know, he, he he's passionate about the truth. And yeah, some, he says things that a lot of people wouldn't um, with a lot of energy. So you'll feel that. But I believe it comes from a, from a good place. And I hope that shines through because I've got a, a lot of time for Hask. I watch him on his socials and he's been on a real journey since he retired from rugby. By the way, he's been on I'm a Celebrity to become like a household name. Um, uh, he's married to Chloe Maidley and the two of them have become a bit of a kind of celebrity couple if you like and he just lives this um, very public life now so um, yeah he's had to do a lot of work because he's in the public eye he's he's scrutinised in in many areas and yeah it's just great to sit in this space with him the second guy I'm joined with um, Paul Doran Jones Um, you might might hear me call him Dozza I feel like I've got to give these these, these, um, uh, introduce these names because yeah, I know Dozer is Dozer and I know Hask is Hask and it's rare I call either of them James or Paul, which are their real names. So um, hopefully that gives a bit of context. But Dozer actually met for the first time with Hask and uh, we met on a party. And um, uh, again, probably I was probably mid to late 20s at this point, but we um, we went out to a fancy dress party and we were we were, we were, we were going for gold, to put it that way. Um, and so then Dozer then married one of my best friends, a female friend, Zoe Hartman. And um, so I've known Dozer, got to know Dozer a lot better through that that um, relationship. And I was at their wedding. And um, yeah, it's beautiful to have Dozer in my life because, again, you know, I see Dozer as a huge man, like a bear of a man. Um, again, but someone who just, I see so much empathy. He's become a dad to, to three children. And you see so much gentleness in him, so much love and tenderness and such a really kind heart. And you'll hear Doz talk at times about this, about, you know, you'll still see that the, the, the kind of, a, a, he's very much a lovable rogue, but you'll also hear him talk about empathy and kindness and how he really likes to listen to people and how they actually feel now. And um, I love to see that in, in him. Um, a really beautiful man. And I'm, I'm grateful to have Doz in my life in, in that capacity too. So. Yeah, um, Dozer is kind of the naughty one, but um, he sort of gets away with it because he comes with such sincerity. He kind of, I don't think it's right to say he's got puppy dog eyes, but he's got a lot of sincerity and a lot of kind of kindness inside of him. And he gets away with being a bit cheeky and a bit naughty. So yeah, he's a beautiful mix, Dos. And then the third man I'm joined by is is Tom May. Um, I met Tom at Paul and Zoe, so Dozer and Zoe's wedding a few years ago. uh, Tom is another ex-international rugby player, played for England, um, had a really successful career in rugby. Um, but as soon as I met Tom, you know, I just felt a really lovely energy in him. Uh, 
again, you know, not not shy, very confident. You know, had a had a career in rugby for I don't know, 12, 15 years in that changing room. A lot of bravado, enjoys the banter and having a laugh and all that. But I see a lot of softness in him too. Um, a really likable, gentle man. Um, someone who I love. In fact, this is a common theme I love to see in all three of these guys is that they really show up and aren't afraid to express their love for their partners. You know, really let their heart be seen in that sense. And as you'll hear in this conversation, we talk a bit about how emotions in sport are just buried. You know, you're, you're, you're not expected to be really good or really bad. And I can understand that, but it's quite challenging when you come back into the real world. And, you know, you have to, if you want to be in a relationship, which these guys all, all are, you know, you have to feel a little bit more because your partners want to experience that from you. And you have kids and you do learn that actually you really do love and these new emotions come alive that perhaps you, you, you never really connected with it during professional sport because they didn't necessarily serve you during that part of your life. So yeah, all three of these guys, really open, loving guys, but very um, got the macho image to go with it. I love that combo. So um, that's who we're speaking with. In this conversation, this is the first of four. This conversation is all about how are you? And it's, it's a, a, I'm gonna say the most powerful question you can ask anyone. It's how I like to start every conversation because when you really allow space to ask someone, how are you? And you really hear them and you really get a truthful answer. It's just, it really sets a powerful tone for me. You know, if we, if we let go of, I'm fine, thank you, how are you? And actually answer how we are. It brings a whole new meaning to the relationship that you're developing in that moment with that person. You're seeing them a bit, I say, beneath the surface when you know how someone feels. And that creates a, a new level of engagement. So, yeah, it's incredible, actually, in this conversation. We, I just asked, how are you? And we went off into this, I don't know, this spiral of conversation about emotions and, and, and a lot of truths. Um, it's amazing how much conversation flowed from just this, this one question. Uh, it's something that I felt that the guys rarely got the chance to, to properly answer. Um, particularly Tom touched on it. You know, he's he's got his kids and he says like he's very busy with, with life. And if he's not busy with his own life, he's busy looking after the kids. And then, you know, finally gets a moment to himself or with his partner and it's kind of, you know, just crash out time. But rarely does he get the chance to stop and actually say, you know, ask himself, how am I feeling? Am I happy? Am I going in the right direction? And for me, it's just such an important question. So. To sit and ask these guys was really powerful. Um, I also love what Tom said uh, when he said, "Do you know what? Right now I'm, I'm doing I'm doing okay. You know, highs and lows of life, which I think is beautiful in itself." Then he also said, "You know, since the five years have gone by since he retired from rugby, there's definitely times when he would say, you know, pretty terrible actually if he was answer, if he answered truthfully about how he felt." You know, but actually that didn't happen at that time. You know, and we just, as Paul said, we're conditioned, particularly as ex-sportsmen, conditioned just to be like, yeah, fine, thanks. And that's partly the culture, as Hass goes on to talk about. If you say that there's a problem, the coaches, the people around you don't know how to deal with it anyway. So there's no real benefit in actually saying, yeah, right now uh, it's a little bit challenging because you're just told to get on with it anyway. So you might as well just say, I'm okay, and save yourself the, the bother. Um, but yeah um it's a it's a powerful question that i think to sit in this space with these three men and i get a truthful answer and to get so many emotions back from them and so much recognition that actually rarely do we truthfully answer it was really really um really powerful as you'll hear as the conversation goes on 
couple of other things that I want to tee up actually to lead into this conversation. I love what Hask says about the male psychology and trying to fix emotions. So um, we do it so often with our partners, don't we? You know, as men, it's that that's our psychology. And if, the, if, if our partner says, I'm not so great right now, our immediate reaction is not to hear the emotion and let them feel it, but to try and fix it and change it. And we'll just go into that mode. And how we're always at odds with our partner in that space because they don't need fixing, they don't want fixing. They're just in this period of time feeling a certain way and all they want to do is express that. And it takes away from their emotion when we try and fix them. So that was a really interesting um, point from, from Hask on that. And I loved how he, he shared that because it's so true. It's something I used to do now. I fully recognize because I want it as well myself. How, when I'm, how I'm feeling, I don't want people to, to try and fix me. I'm doing fine. Just sometimes I have a, have a day where I'm not feeling so good and that's okay. But I don't, I don't need fixing. It's just, hey, that's how I'm feeling and, and I'm okay with that. Um, Hask also raised the point about how the male culture, particularly you know, in, in, in the group of friends that, that these guys are associated with and a group of friends that I know, you know, they're all pretty cruel to each other. There's a, there's a lot of banter and you'll hear some of that shine through in this in this conversation. You know, there's definitely um, a bit of ribbing each other and laughing at each other's expense. And um, that's the norm, you know, and, and what's not the norm is is being kind to each other or, or sitting and listening and actually hearing people's struggles, perhaps. So, um yeah, I think that's a really interesting point. Just that male, natural male culture of taking the piss, but not necessarily going underneath that and, and, and really learning about each other and how we feel. So um, this is a slightly different conversation from normal, from perhaps what you're used to in previous Naked Professors podcasts. Uh, there's a bit more banter. It's a bit more playful. You know, you'll hear the lads, um, lads, lads, lads. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. I do want to say... But there is a bit of bad language that goes with this. So, um, yeah, I'm just pre-warning you of that. But um, a lot of truths, a lot of honesty and a lot of raw hearts in this. And just goes to show how powerful it is to just allow space and ask people how are they really feeling. So, with that, hope you enjoy it. Let's get into it. Because the lights been in the lid. I just thought we'd have a chat. Burning a hole. Uh, yeah, it's alright. I'm, I'm actually going to kick things off there. We've, we're joined by um, uh, Tom, uh, Tom May, Paul Doran Jones, and James Haskell. And just to kick things off, I'm going to say that Hask has just put a, a hat on. As he said, the lighting is not making his uh, his hair look yeah. good, and um, that's. Your yeah, son's got a halo, which is already there. <laughs> Technically, Doz is wearing a hat because that's someone else's hair on the top of his head. So it's, it's like, no, it is, it is like a hat, but it's probably, if he got tested, he would fail the drug test with ketamine because it's more horse hair than real hair. That <laughs> Uh, all I need to do yeah. is say the word Hask and then he'll, you'll just take over, right? So there's no forever. Yeah. Um, listen, Hask, I want you to know this is a space of vulnerability. So, that, so you know, we, can, we don't need to hide things on this, on this, um, in this space. So you're welcome to right. remove your, your hat and we, we promise we'll be nice to you at all times. So. Um, I, I, I'm not feeling vulnerable. I just, I, I, you know, I, do you know what? Because it's Antoel, I'm coming out. This is it. This is me and this is my hair. And I'm There we go. And you're happy with it. Beautiful. Well, listen, um, on that note, the way I start this podcast every time is um, it's like really like, and I, I wonder if this will be out of your comfort zone straight away because it's really just to check in and say, how are you all doing? But like, really, like, you know, because it's a question that we, that we ask, we say, how are you doing? We go, yeah, I'm good. Thanks, fella. Like, how, how are you? What are you up to? And we say what we're doing and all that stuff. But this really, um, the whole conversation is, is around, 
you know, actually what we're feeling. So it's not a kind of, yeah, fine, thanks. It's a, yeah, like, you know, actual honest account of, of what's going on. Um, I, if I, I often think that if I start and ask other people, then they'll by default go into, yeah, I'm fine, thanks. So I usually try and lead and then, um, and, and sort of lead by example, if, 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 um, if that makes sense. So in terms of how I'm feeling, um, I've tried not to think too much about this, if I'm honest, because if I do, I probably get pretty nervous and um, uh, lose my sort of trail of thought and, and not show up, but be the person that I really want to be, because um, I really want to have facilitate a great conversation with you guys. And um, I mean it, it's an honour to sit in the company of all three of you. I've got a lot of time, which I know I've seen so much of you recently, but I've got a lot of time for all of you. And I just want to try and create something special where um, perhaps I leave a space for, for, all of you to be seen in a in a in a way that not everyone sees you because I, I know individually that you've all got beautiful you might you might um you might not want me to say this but you've all got beautiful hearts and I see that in, in different ways from you and um and I love seeing that because you're all your macho men you know you're, you're very masculine men but I also see the tenderness and and, and actually there's a common theme I, I see in all of you that I'm going to share later um and by the way when I say that I, I really mean for me, you're being all of the man that you can be because you've got, you know, you, you, you've got all the, 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 the macho stuff and that's brilliant, it's beautiful. But for me, there is this, this other part of actually being a man who can, who can express love and, and um, sit in that space too. First and foremost, yeah, I'm, um, I'm feeling quite nervous because I, I, I want to do a good job here. And um, uh, I'm also feeling really excited about the possibilities of what, of what, what could happen here, what, where the conversation might go and um, who knows what will, what will come from it. So... Yeah, like that's me. And with that, I kind of take a deep breath and sort of breathe into this and like, we're up and running. And, um, and I look forward to hearing how you guys are feeling too. So anyone wanting to, to step up? If I say that, I'd probably be Hask jumping in. But every, <laughs> there, there are three of us here, four of us here. So whoever wants to go next, how are you feeling? Dodger, you go. Go on then. Um, do you know what? It's, I think it's, it's such an interesting question. And you hit the nail on the head, Ben, that we're so conditioned to say, to respond with, um, yeah, I'm great. You know, everything's great. Uh, you know, spent a lifetime sort of saying how being asked that question and answering in exactly the same way. And in behind, whether you were great or whether you were, you know, you know, flapping, completely flapping. Um, I think, uh, I suppose in answer to myself, it's, I am, I, I am, I'm good. I wouldn't say it's, it's great. I'd say it's tough at the moment. Um, trying to find my way with, with the kind of family surroundings and trying to lead, I suppose, and, and, and set a good example and try and be a positive, positive to other people. It's like, it's quite hard because I'm not sure what's going on myself, you know? So that's, that's a little bit of a difficulty. And I suppose the back, my background, I'm, I don't want to speak for the other lads, but it's always been one of, of kind of having that surety and having that kind of uh, understanding of where I'm going, that direction. And I think that's been a bit of a difficult one. So there are some, yeah, it's, it's not quite as easy as I'm great fella. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Beautiful, Dos. Appreciate that. Thank you. Dos, I know, I know you and I actually speak about this quite a bit in, in that from a day-to-day -day basis, we're so busy that actually stepping back from that and, and analysing how I'm feeling about something, I don't really get a chance to do it because mm -hmm. by the time I've down tools with work, I'm then picking up on those fish fingers or peas off the floor or something with the kids. And, and you know, like I, I don't get an opportunity to then step back and think, do you know, actually, how, how happy am I at the moment? How am I feeling about where I'm going? Um, because that just then flips into the next day and it's up on the treadmill and it's, and it's back out doing, doing what I'm doing. Um, I, I, I think sometimes, and I've tried to do it more recently in that 
I, w- I want to then come back home from work and separate. I don't like working at home now. I, ha- I hate it because I, this for me should be where I come home and I spend time with Becky and spend time with the kids and that's it. Whereas we, we're sort of being forced into this position where you have to mix the two. And then I, I, then I think it's really difficult to then have the time to step back and, and say, I'm feeling really good about work and I can park that over here. And then, and, you know, I'm sure the guys will, will echo what I'm saying in that transition. It smacks you from somewhere you don't even, you don't even expect it to come and get you. Um, and there've been times over the last five years since I retired as a player where if you'd asked me that question, how are you doing? If I was being really honest, I would have said terribly. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I think probably the three of us have been trained to do, you say, yeah, I'm good. And you just crack, get your head down and you crack on with it. Um, and I think it's quite hard to try and change that. But right now, t- touch wood, I'm, I'm, I'm happy in work life. I'm really happy at home. Um, I've just got to learn how better to step back, put my head up and, and appreciate those moments, which I'm very bad at doing. Beautiful, Tom. And, and just to sort of follow on that, like whoever taught us how to, to, to handle any of that stuff, whoever taught us to also appreciate things, because particularly, I mean, we'll get into this later, particularly in professional sport, it's like onto the next, onto the next, onto the next, isn't it? You don't, there's no prizes for winning a game. It's, it's the next. And, and um, uh, yeah, it's something we'll get into later, but I, I totally hear you and appreciate you sharing. Thank you. How are you, Hask? Um, it's an interesting one, because I always try and operate the policy of actually trying to say it how it how it is just because i'm aware that people always say i'm fine i i I'd sort of if you ask me i i might smile and laugh some of it off but I'd, i'll pretty much tell you like i'm in a really weird situation because i'm i've got lots of things going on I, you know i have i have some issues with my my, my family at the moment i've got you know a bit of a crisis of kind of identity going on because i was a rugby player now i'm not what do i do you know because i was really good at something and now I do lots of different things. All the stuff I do is kind of public facing and every day is different, but there's sort of a lack of consistency. So I'm predominantly happy because I'm very good at compartmentalizing. You know, I, I, but I do have moments kind of where I think what, you know, what the fuck's happening here? What, what am I going to do next? You know, and obviously some days you get paid, some days you don't when you're self-employed. Um, but, you know, context is key with everything because, and this is why I think, you know, social media is so bad is we lose context because, you know, what is not good for me would be amazing for somebody else. But, you know, for someone's experience of COVID compared to mine is very different. So you always have to be very kind of check your, check your privilege and stuff. So I'm, I, I'm happy, but I, I have ups and downs. I have, you know, I have a pretty, I, I realise I'm kind of sitting quite a lot of time at, uh, 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 like boiling point, but not, not intentionally not anger wise but just very kind of frantic um lots of lots of things going on but i'm you know i'm good i'm always kind of quite honest about how i feel like i speak to Doz a lot i call up you know and we i've got another mate called jamie and we sort of just things and then you get the first fine 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 and then you sort of scrape over the surface you're like actually i'm a bit stressed about this is happening what do you think and i think there's a real value in um the people you surround yourself with, you know, I, I'm a massive believer in that. There's lots of people you have in your life that are always fucking unhappy. They're always moaning. They, you know, there's always, it's always somebody else's fault and they never do what they do. Then you've got the other people that are going to go, listen, they're going to pump your tires up, but they're going to be very honest. And I'm very lucky that I have honest people around me, uh, you know, including my wife. So I, I, I honestly, most of the time I am, I'm happy, but some days I do stare into space thinking, what the fuck am I doing today? What's happening? What's going to, 
what's to happen and it can be quite stressful and I don't really see things I achieve now comparable to what I achieved in rugby but it's all it's all gone you know and, and the weird thing is like my books to Sunday Times bestseller but I sort of you know quite like to be running out at, at, at Twickenham so it is it's hard and also things like your body you know but when you get older and you're well, I'm not that old but playing a rugby career bits start falling off and if you're in constant pain, if you're in constant pain, not a knob, but <laughs> lid and hair, but, but in constant, being in constant pain, which I am in lots of ways, is debilitating in itself. And it's just shit like you take a dog for a walk and you're like limping. I always look like I had a stone in my shoe, but it's just stuff like that that can get on top of you, really. But I, I'm very, if you have a problem and you sit and wallow in it and you don't do anything about it, that is worse than actually going, right, do you know what? I've got a problem. How do I get out of this? And if I don't know, I call up someone who does know. And then we put a plan together and we execute. So um, I'm all right, actually. You could have just said you're all right. And that would be fine. I could have. <laughs> I told you. The fucking problem is, the problem is, is it's all well and good. Everyone wants to know. And then you tell them and you see them like that. No. <laughs> not nodding off like that. For an all right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's why you and I that's why we have to book out an hour and a half just and that's just my problems <laughs> so we'll be right back straight after this hey folks i'm mark Marin from the wtf podcast and this episode is brought to you by kleenex ultra soft tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Welcome back. Let's pick up where we left off. For me, when, when someone actually gives me a proper answer, like I, it just means I kind of, because I've gone through years where I've, I've had conversations with, with people, I've met up with people and, and, and spent a couple of hours with them and then walked away and not actually known how they felt. And like, so I know all the stuff that they've done, I know all this, but I'm, I don't feel any kind of closer to them. I don't really kind of, and, and they're a friend and I don't really, you know, like, how are they? Well, yeah, they've done that and they've done that and done that, but I don't really know how they are. Um, so for me, like I, asking the question, and I, I'm like you, Haskell, I really try and answer it honestly, um, because I want honest answers from people. And I don't, like, there is no right or wrong answer to it. It's like, and, and I always say this, we're not defined by our emotions. Sure, it might be a bit tough right now, but it doesn't mean we're in a bad place. It just means this is the situation we find ourselves in. There's a lot going on in the world and it's a real answer and it's real life and we, we've all got challenges. And I think when we can sit in that space, it's like it creates an authentic relationship. 
you know? So like already, like I feel kind of a bit lighter sitting here and having asked that question to you and just sort of listened and say, Hey, like we're all human beings. Like we all have, you know, good days, bad days, whatever your status. Is it natural to you, Ben? Do you find it natural to be able to give that honest appraisal? Speaking of myself, it's sort of programmed and conditioned, A, from being a, a male potentially, but also just from the years of sport, it's like it was always, almost had to be, um, yeah, I'm good, I'm great. Do you know what I mean? I, I, outwardly facing. So I, I, I ask you, is it, is it natural to you to be able to do that or has that been a process or a skill or what? Definitely a process and it, and it definitely depends who I'm talking to. You know, like if, I mean, we, we all know my brother and I don't tend to go, you know, too deep with my brother. So if he says, how are you doing? I'll be like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Thanks. Like, this is what I've been doing. I wouldn't give him the whole, oh, life's, you know, got a few challenges here and there because he doesn't, it's not, he's not asking me the question really. Do you know what I mean? Like, he cares how I am, but yeah. he doesn't want to go to that conversation. So I, I just, it depends who I'm with, you know, but it's, it's, um, it's definitely a process. And for me, like, I, I really enjoy spending time with people now who I can say, when, how are you? And they'll, they'll really give me a, an honest answer because that's the kind of, real connection that I seek. A lot of what um, I watch about, you know, what you say, um, Bill, is with what, what you do. And like, there's an element where you've got, you've got to be like Hask and you, and you just say it as it is. And I think probably as a, as a, as a male race, we're probably not great at doing that. But, but it is interesting. It is interesting because actually, you know, the psychology of men is to be problem fixers and very practical. That's why you always clash with your, we always clash with women because they are, have the emotional stuff. They want to like, you know, it's not about, it's what they're feeling. It's not necessarily about fixing it. So as men, we go, right, let's fix your shit. And that's the wrong answer. You just, and you can't understand it because you're offering more help and they're getting more angry and the argument's getting worse. And it's, it's a skill that I, you know, that I've kind of only just learned. So you're right. I think when someone does open up to you and it gets a bit awkward and you're like, oh Christ, this is, this is, this has gone on. I also think we are equally quite good if we actually apply ourselves at suggesting some stuff to, to, to help it. But it's interesting what Dawson said about the, us, us this particular program because when you weren't well, you come in and go, oh, listen, I'm not feeling great today. And they'll be like, well, you're going to fucking train. And you're like, no, but I'm my neck and back. You go, well, if, if it was the World Cup final tomorrow, would you train and would you play? You're like, yeah, no, of course I would. Well, you're going to fucking train. And you're like, hold on a minute. I've put on the form here that I'm nearly dead and you just bullied, bull, bullied me into doing it. And it's like, it's interesting in our, in our, in our sport lives incomparable to anything else. A, we're horrible to each other, like horrible to each other. All of us are horrible to each other. Like our group of friends, you know, we all know each other. Like it's pretty ruthless, right? That's why my wife says, no wonder we've all got confidence issues and all upset because we're horrible. <laughs> one bad haircut, one, you know, one receding hairline, one bad set of, bad, you know, bad set of teeth, one ugly girl, and you're buried for life. Do you know what I mean? One shit car, and you're buried for life. So that's very, that's very, very, very harsh. <laughs> it's a very tough. It's a very tough environment to get. And then you have a sporting environment where you have to openly put yourself up for criticism, openly put yourself under scrutiny from the media and the press, be able to wear that, but also understand that the coaches and people in, in charge don't necessarily have any training in how to deal with psychology. So. You know, in my instance, one coach got the best out of me and played my best rugby. One almost broke me, all because one recognised how I ticked mentally and how, uh, and one went the other way. And it's really weird. We are sort of all a bit abnormal because of this, I think. Someone asks, how are you? And you go, yeah, not great. And they go, well, never mind, get on with it anyway. You might as well just say, yeah, I'm okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, There's no yeah. benefit to it anyway. Um, 
And also they worry, they worry. If they said to you, Dos, how are you? And he went, oh, but look, I've got a few problems at home. They'd be like, um, yeah, I think maybe you should just probably speak to the doctor and then run off because they don't, they don't know. They don't understand because they've got other, other pressures and they're probably not... Because this talking about your feelings is a new a new sensation essentially it's it's a liberation of men's ability to go do you know what women have had a monopoly on, monopoly on emotional stuff we haven't really had it and the fact is that the biggest killer of men under 40 is suicide you know i saw that christoph dominici killed himself and i sat on the edge of bed and i was like fucking hell can't believe dominici's killed himself you know 48 years old i went it's a big surprise and chloe went no it's not I said none of you fucking idiots talk about any of your problems share anything or reach out for help and i was like Okay, you may be right. That's why it's vitally important, Jim. But what I don't know who touched upon it is that is it's the two-way street. It's the listening to it as well, because you know, as say self-proclaimed alpha male or a, a, a big personality, if somebody lands that on you, you you can't just shoot it down. And, and I think you know this has been something that I've learned really post my sport, really post playing, where it was like actually through a bit of kind of attempting to grow or to, trying to learn. It's like, I found that that was what I needed to do as, a, as an evolution in myself and kind of listening, understanding, um, and not just shooting it down. Where perhaps in the day I would have been like, oh, shut up, mate, get on with it. Or you know, <laughs> possibly, or that might be what I thought. Now it's, I genuinely hear it a lot more and try to understand it and try to, you know, abs- apply some sort of, you know, some of, you know, and try and help, I suppose. And I think we, we've got a real responsibility to do that for each other because, the more it's, you feel it's shut down, the less you can talk about it. I think the first time I ever started to do, to unload was probably, Do- Dozer and I were living in London while we were commuting to Northampton. <laughs> Dozer loved, I don't know whether you know, but Dozer loves a commute. Yeah, and shuttle, uh, shuttle we, we, we used to drive up every day and we had, we had, we had a few issues going on in our lives at the time, <laughs> and, um, which were fairly similar. And yeah. uh, we, I, I think that for me was, even though at the time, We'd never have said it in a car next to each other. That was it was almost like cathartic going up the M1 yeah. and just just speaking to each other about someone that's going through the same experience or whatever, whatever it might be. Because actually, what gave, that, it, what gave it where you had problems? Both of you silently I, weeping in the car. <laughs> when I, I had to pick. He, he jumped in. I was like, "Where's your lid?" And he was like, "Junction 15." <laughs> <laughs> rolling around in the central way. So, <laughs> I love that. You two try to keep a stiff upper lip in a car while chowing down against a slice. How yeah. are you? I'm <laughs> just staring in silence for the two hour ride, just tears going down your faces. <laughs> but I think I think um I think probably since then I, I you know I think as you get a bit older you you're a lot more comfortable in talking about stuff. Um, you know, and but but I think, you know, both of these fellas have touched on it. You go into it, you go show any sign of weakness in a change room. It doesn't matter how bad it is that moment in your life, you're going to get absolutely empty for it. Um, and, and there is no hiding place. Like some of the people outside of that environment that hear it, that you can't talk to people like that. Why not? That's nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it is a really strange scenario, which definitely doesn't set you up well, well for when you come out. I, I know there's a couple of lads that got written warnings from corporate environments within two weeks of moving, <laughs> moving into you know a, a new world. Oh well, I just called him that. Well, you're not allowed to call him that. You know, it's, <laughs> uh, it's quite a strange scenario. So there we go. <laughs> just one question, really. How are you? And so much comes from that. And it's it's why I love this question. 
because really like it gives people space it gives people a chance how often do we actually get to share and talk about how we feel it's quite liberating it's quite freeing well in fact, i'd say it's really liberating and really freeing and i love to be able to do it and i actually i i, I feel frustrated when i spend time with people as i alluded to in, in that conversation when I spend time with friends and I hear about all the stuff they've done, but I can leave without actually really knowing how they feel. Um, and I love just actually sitting in this space with these guys, these three men, and for us to get into it. How actually are we feeling? You know, and actually I found it some really funny moments in there and that, you know, Ask gave a long, long answer about how he felt, but then at the end of it just kind of wraps up and go, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. And that's kind of what we do, isn't it? We have to just we have to just say okay. And we we got everything before from Hask. And I think the answer really is that you know life's a life's a whirlwind. There's there's some good bits and there's some bad bits and all sorts in between. Um, but yeah, we just by default end up just saying I'm okay. Um, so yeah, I, I really really love sharing that space and hearing those answers with these guys and as I said I feel like I, I saw them a bit deeper you know having having had that answered and we ended there on a really interesting point with Tom um, just sort of talking about what's expected and kind of the culture of the rugby changing room culture anyway where you kind of you're ribbing each other you know you're having a bit of a joke with one another and if you take that into the workplace like Tom talked about then you can think that that's just the norm and actually you know it's not and it's not acceptable in, in that space. And we get onto this more in the, in, the, in the later episodes, but it just shows to me that, you know, trust and, and, and banter is great. Having, having a laugh with your mates is, is great, but you've got to know where they're coming from. There's got to be an element of trust. And yeah, I think that's something really important in this world. Know how someone is feeling before you start really getting into them. Um, that's something, as I say, we get into in, in later episodes, but it's, it's important and we get very caught up in this culture of just behaving as though we think everything is, is the norm um, when everyone is different and everyone's got different ways. So, yeah, really interesting point. Um, and the conversation, yeah, is, is all set up, isn't it? I feel like this has kind of broken the, the doors down. Um, the guys know that we're, we're talking about emotions. You know, has celebrated his vulnerability by taking his hat off and letting us see his hair and it's not so great state under the bad spotlight that, that he was under. And um, yeah, it just was, it was beautiful for me. It was playful, it was fun, but there was meaning and there was um, real conversation in there and a lot of truths. So really grateful to the guys in answering that question so honestly and so truthfully. And uh, yeah, the, the, the conversation is set up to, to flow from here. Um, in future episodes, we, we get into this discussion about what is banter, what is okay and what's not in the changing room, uh, into vulnerability about what what is their space for vulnerability in, in the changing room, in, in an in a, in a alpha dominated sporting environment. Can we have the space to actually really share how we feel? To what detriment does it come if we can't? Um, and I really felt the sort of sincerity in the guys and that there was a little bit of emotion around the fact that they'd all played with with players and they probably had a bit of a laugh and a joke with some of these players only to discover after that you know these guys have since talked about how they they struggled or how they did suffer with depression at, at times during their playing career and perhaps they their thoughts got went back to times when they thought they were just having a, a joke with someone but actually perhaps they weren't in such a good space to take that so yeah I felt their sincerity I really did and I don't believe any human being wants to 
wants to be horrible um, in their heart, but sometimes we get carried away and um, sometimes we all say the wrong thing, sometimes we make mistakes. But yeah, and acknowledging it and sitting in this space, I, yeah, it was, it was beautiful and it's powerful for me. So the next few weeks we're going to get into, as I say, all sorts of, of, of deeper subjects around all this stuff, around vulnerability in sport, around men talking, masculinity, um, mental health in sport and actually how working on your mindset, Hask is particularly passionate about this, working on your mindset is just as important as working on your physique. Um, so yeah, beautiful conversation, really grateful for the guys. Um, different perhaps to what some of you have heard before from us, but I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you come back next week. Um, in the meantime, if you want to leave a review or subscribe and um, uh, what do we say, rate, review and subscribe, um, then that would be amazing. Um, the Naked Professors podcast is on Instagram where we'll post some some bits on there. Um, and just thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of this. Thank you for, for allowing space for men to talk and for, for letting these conversations happen and supporting them because they matter so much to me. Uh, and I think they matter to, to other men too. It's just they're not necessarily familiar with, with doing that. So, yeah, grateful for you listening. If you want to support in any way, I'd be really grateful. We want more men talking. We want more of these conversations happening where we can just allow space for each other. Um, so thank you. And I hope you join us back next week to get into it a little bit deeper. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.